Oh All right. Our, our intro up, man. Well, I know. I just got to, you know, do it. We are live. Welcome to the Movie Bros Podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to uh, watch and listen to people talk, review, and debate uh, over the uh, some movie pairings that are questionable. Uh, I am Larry Signs. With me, as usual, is Hilda. Hello, my friends. And Chad. Hello. Uh, and today, a uh, special guest, we have Missy, Mr. Meaner, the writer. Woo! Oh, sort of. It's a party now. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. See, that's a romantic comedy. <laughs> today, uh, the movies we are reviewing are the brand new Netflix original, Your Place or Mine, uh, starring uh, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, and Reese Witherspoon. Um, and we are also doing 1991 Sleeping with the Enemy. That would be Act 2, Your Place or Mine. Um, that would be uh, Act 2, I'm sorry. Um, summary. Summary? Anyways, uh, so we are here to uh, talk about these movies. Uh, I guess the, 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 the romantic comedy is back. Uh, the summary for Your Place or Mine is the official summary is Debbie and Peter are best friends and total opposites. She craves routine and her son in Los Angeles, but he thrives on change in New York City. When they swap houses and lives for a week, they discover that they think they might not be what they really need. They discover what they think they want. Oh, there you go. They discover what they think they want. Uh, there's no pun. It might not be what they really need. There you go. Uh, so your place of mind came out this year. It came out last week, I think it was on Netflix. Uh, like I said, it's a Netflix original and uh, runs at 111 minutes. And Reese Witherspoon, which was a staple in uh, the romantic comedy genre, and uh, which has gone away for a minute, now back. Question mark? Uh, is, Hard question is, mark. Big yeah. question mark. Yeah, question mark. Because I don't know how many movies is, the, how many romantic comedies does it make for a genre to be back? You know what I mean? Like how many movies right. made for a genre to be back? Uh, it's they're not like vampire movies where usually when you find one vampire movie, you're gonna find fifteen coming right up on the. <laughs> so, uh, true. I mean, I don't. I don't know if rom coms will ever go away, right? Per se, they, but this one, but they did. This, this one was they did. this one, <laughs> but was, they did though. <laughs> they definitely no, went away. Well, not, they became maybe, less common. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No, no, like they're not. Western they may not be in theaters, but man, have they thrived on cable? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't like, know. Even look, at, look, at, look at westerners. They've, when was the last time you saw a western movie released in the theater? Do you mean westerns? Western? You know what I said? You said Westerners. Oh, I'm sorry, Westerns. Yeah, that's not a... I was like, Westerners is not a... Yeah, no, wrong category. Oh, Westerns. Like, is is yes. he trying to lawyer us? Is he trying to make up his own words on the spot? <laughs> I mean, I do have an advanced degree. I should be able to make up my own words. <laughs> I believe that was part of the package. I think, uh, yeah, you paid. That's that's the package, right? That's the yeah, yeah. package. Like, advanced degree. Oh, you get to make up words now. All right. Yeah, um, really. I am a doctor. <laughs> It's not a real doctor. Uh, all right, so let's go around the room. Uh, Helda, what do you, you think of the movie uh, of of Your Place or Mine? Your oh, initial 60-second reaction There's... movie. Okay, I'll probably never watch this again. Like, okay. let's just start there. All right, and I and I like, I, I do, I, I like rom-coms. And I, li- I like Reese Witherspoon, and I like Ashton Kutcher, and I thought I was going to like this. And it, 
it just I don't I don't know that it's like if you if you miss that early 2000 vibe then you probably really liked this right I thought I thought Steve Zahn as Zen and Zoe Chow as Minka were like two of my favorite whenever they were on scene it was like that I was just like oh okay I don't know it, oh, overall it felt a little it felt a little forced you know okay. and it's not even like the, the actors or just the storyline and then I started noticing like a couple of little goofs and then they threw me off you know like uh, like the hockey scene and it and it's like how do you not how do you not recognize this guy? He's like, Oh, do you, do you have, do you have one out there? And it's like Evan's mom. It's like, dude, he just took your kid like last night to a hockey game. Like, oh, you don't know yeah. what So it's like, that, that, I was like, how do you not recognize him? <laughs> you know? And then, uh, and then like the, parents in LA are weird though. So maybe they don't. I, <laughs> he, I mean, they, it's probably like they handed off with their nanny and got, you know, handed off the kids. Yeah, to, uh, you know, uh, it, it could be. And then for me, like, okay, I don't have kids and I definitely don't have a nanny if I had kids. So it's like, for me, I was like, how do you not know that that's the man that like <laughs> took your kid to a hockey game last night? So I don't know. Things like that. Um, but I loved Steve Zahn in it. I loved Zen, his character. I thought that was, I thought yeah. he was hilarious. And, and, and Minka, Minka was kind of a surprise, right? I thought at first I was like, oh man, this girl. But then she turned out to be really, really cool. And so she was, uh, she was a little surprised in there. I don't know. I, I think I, I wanted to like it more than I did. Okay. Those um, are initial, more than initial Missy, thoughts. Missy, what's your initial thoughts on this movie? Um, I liked it, but I, I agree with Hilda that it felt very... I mean, there's a there's a checklist of things you have to hit to call yourself a rom-com, and this one did it. Um, I liked what I... I don't know that if I'll watch it again, maybe like, I, I don't know, on the background, but I think what I, what I particularly enjoyed is that it catered to an older audience, which bleh, I hate that I just said that, but it's true because most of the rom-coms when they were at the peak and I'm talking like how to lose a guy in 10 days, like back 20 years ago, like it was this coming of age, like early 20 something, always working at a, a magazine. And like, that was the thing. And that's what I thought that this was going to be, that it was going to be more like, I don't know, like a, a, a coming of age. I don't know, but I just, I didn't expect it to be a, a rom-com with two people that had like baggage which is nice, like a little more complicated, a little baggage that was a little more substance than just like, you know, a career crisis. Um, I also enjoyed the character of Minka. She's really great. She reminds me of one of my friends who um, talked me out of my, she called it the Canadian tuxedo. I went through a phase where I would wear jeans, like a jean jacket and the jean jeans. <laughs> Apparently that's a fashion party foul. I like the fact that you described what a Canadian tuxedo is. Like we all know what a Canadian Oh, I was catering to the audience, but okay. Oh, um, we all, like I I was like, yeah, I was like, preach, this is the Canadian tuxedo is the shit. Like that's yes. okay. I, I, good I, to me. I, I don't know. I'll admit. So I'm, I'm putting my hand up, but I'll admit I. That's the first time I've heard that. So thanks. Oh, really? okay, cool. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, the more you know. <laughs> 
I know. Um, a little star flash across. The yeah. <laughs> so I liked it. I thought it was a fun plot. Um, it hit the right amount of predictability and little twists that I was looking for. And so I'd recommend, I'm not going to like, it's not going on my heavy rotation of shit that I watch, stuff that I watch, but I, I, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Okay. Chad? I liked it. Um, it's definitely not on my, like I would watch on the regular list, but if it happened to pop up um, or I, you know, a friend hadn't seen it and really liked Ashton Kutcher, I think I was telling Ann, this my wife, she, she and I really liked it mostly because it gave Ashton Kutcher something to actually act as opposed to being like the dumbass um, and or, or the like the constant comedic trope. And he, uh, he really did a good job in this one, I thought. Um, and then, uh, you know, Reese Witherspoon is great in almost everything she's ever been in. That wasn't a shocker. Um, and I forget, uh, the guy who played Theo, he was pretty good. Um, just that, oh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Williams. Jesse yeah. Williams. Mr. Good God. Mr. Man. Blue Eyes. Oh, my God. He's, yeah. He's uncomfortably dreamy. <laughs> so I was, it's like I looking was, at the sun. Like, just like. <laughs> I, was, I, just, I just saw him last night in Cabin in the Woods. Like, I, I was watching that. And so when I see popped up on this, it's like, oh. I was quite comfortable watching him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. So anyway, so the. Uh, uh, like you are so overall, like, I, I would recommend it. Like if someone like Ron comes, uh, I definitely got the, the the early 2000s, late 90s vibe from it. Um, but like as you, as you know, Mrs. said, aged up, uh, which you know, unfortunately, that's where we are. Um, and uh, yeah, I I thought it was it, had, it hit a lot of good notes. So you know, it's not going to be because it's just not my favorite genre, but you know, definitely a good movie to watch. Yeah, uh, I would say. Um, r- rom-coms are like right up there with my favorite genre. I, I think it's like action movies and then rom-coms would be my, you know, 1A, 1B, or maybe 1C as far as dramas are concerned. But anyways, I love rom-coms, uh, and, uh, I love Ashton Kutcher. He's been in, uh, some of my favorite rom-coms, something like A Lot Like Love with Amanda Peet. He did great in that. Uh, even the straight more comedy than... The Just Married movie that he did um, were great. Uh, I, no Strings Attached wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't bad either. It wasn't uh, as far as rom-coms are concerned. Um, this, to me, this movie was like... Uh, I don't know if anybody here has ever had keto bread, like low-carb hamburger buns, yeah. where you have them and you're eating them and you're like, this is a hamburger bun. There's no denying it. But there's definitely something off. It's one of those like Instagram recipes that you go, you, you know this delicious thing that you love? Yeah. Well, I made it healthy. I just took out, I, I have these same main ingredients, but I took this out and this out. And it's kind of like, and I modernized it. And now I put it in an air fryer instead of deep frying it. And it's the same, but healthy. And you're like, mm, not really the same. <laughs> And that's how I felt about your place or mine. You have a couple of staples, the main ingredients, Reese Witherspoon, Ashton Kutcher. Like this is like main staples in in as far as rom-coms are concerned. And I would say Reese Witherspoon has better movies, better rom-coms than Ashton does. But you're just like, you're not wrong. This is definitely a rom-com, but it's also keto. 
right? Like we're also fully aware that it's not right. This is like the it's the it's the it's the cauliflower rice. Yeah, the cauliflower rice substitute for white rice. (laughs) Yeah, don't look, man. I'm fine with eating. I'm fine with eating cauliflower. Just don't tell me it's mashed potatoes. Just don't tell me it's mashed potatoes. Don't don't, don't, don't tell me that. Um, that's how I felt this movie was. I I was not a fan of this movie, quite honestly, at all. Like, and I can't pinpoint why because there was just. It had a lot of the tropes. It's like, here's this. I just saw, by the way, I, I didn't even realize that, that it was a 20-year anniversary. But the day before Valentine's, I just happened, I randomly put on ten day, uh, uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and No Strings right. Attached. Both of them, I back to back, I saw on the same day. Yeah. No reason why. It wasn't because it's Valentine's Day. I'm married and we were fine. But it, again... Just randomly, and then like uh, last, that was like two, a week and a half ago, February fourteenth, and then I found out last week that um, Matthew McConaughey and this girl did an uh, uh, an, an ask me anything because it was a twenty year anniversary of How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, mm-hmm. and I just so watching those movies rather recently, and now watching Your Place or Mine, it's like, look, it's a rom com, but we're not the same as everybody else, and we're gonna write on the screen little funny little things. <laughs> and we're gonna say things like oh just happily ever after just kidding marriage is hard it's like yeah we get it we're cool and i'm like but okay sure it was just like i, you know, I, I, get, think- I get where they were i get where they were going with that right because they're trying to like really drive it home that this is the early 2000s you know right. like i but right, it's, right. it's funny to our it's funny to our age group because we were we were there at that point, like the layered right. tank tops and right. like all like the the fashion things that they pointed the out. Trucker like, yes, we, <laughs> the trucker hat, right? Like we lived all the the. That was such a good callback to Ashton Kutcher's um, <laughs> uh, punk days. That was phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. like I get I, why they did it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I just kind of I, I, and, and I didn't want it. Like I I wasn't really rooting for these two to get together i'm not even there's like the internet is apparently upset they're like uh, my wife was one of them but apparently the internet shared her 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 frustrations like they weren't even in the same fucking scene until the very end i'm like yeah but you have you have uh tom hanks and meg ryan not seeing each other not being in the same scene on in um sleepless in seattle until the very very end right and but that movie you wanted those two characters to get together and I was really like, I think that I think they're really good friends. Just stay, <laughs> just stay. As, I don't like. I, I, did, I, was, I wasn't uh, really. For them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was torn like, with she between met, her and Theo. Yeah, like, she, her, I Theo know. And her and <laughs> yes, like that, I, I, I really thought her so and Theo would have done something. I was like, you just met this guy who's stunningly beautiful. Like, oh my god, this guy's stunningly beautiful. And guess what? He's an editor of every book you fucking love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. 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 Like, but the guy. And he's nice. Like, he's not a jerk. You know. Right. He's like. He's not even. He's not even. Just a job interview and your friend's book published. Yeah, like but that, nice is. Like, I mean, yeah, we'll talk right. about it in a minute. But nice is like nice. Yeah, but could nice, be a red flag. Beautiful, nice, suddenly beautiful. <laughs> nice, and, like, like successful, and he loves, and he does what you love. He's the editor. Like, you love reading books. You've read all his. Like, I don't understand. Oh, but let me go to this two-time alcoholic fucking like I, what? Like I, I don't. I mean, but, okay, wait a minute. Well, wait. 
but okay, uh, we can't hold it against him that they have. Like, I, I'm kind of want to defend the fact that they both have baggage. Like, she's kind of uh, impossible in her own right. Oh, dude, I get but, that baggage. But they, I wasn't rooting for them. Is all I'm saying. I wasn't rooting for these two to get together. I'm not saying I didn't like this. I didn't dislike them as characters. I like each. I like Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon as characters, but I wasn't rooting for them to come together. I was more rooting for Reese to get hooked up with this with this Adonis, <laughs> this Adonis who reads and writes and publishes books. I'm like, yeah, get get with that guy. You're like this, this guy right there. You but sometimes you, you like criteria. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about that. For those of you who are listening to us, yeah. This this is sex. This is the. No, I got it. I got it. ASL sign for sex. (laughs) Go ahead. Ignore him. Please finish what you were saying. Oh, it's a. You don't. That's not a thing that happens. Um, I was going to say that the, the, the interesting part to me was that they both have their own baggage like adult baggage you know what i mean like most rom-coms are like in the in the glory days the classics it's like oh they're it's like a generic like scared to fall in love thing but you don't really have any substance behind it whereas here and i'm sure that there's other movies that have done this but i don't watch new movies because that's not my thing um but in this specific case like i really enjoyed that they both had their own like separate baggage that they had to deal with. And then I also would agree with the internet that they, they weren't in any scenes together. So you didn't, you didn't get to play with that cat and mouse, like tension that you would usually get in rom-coms, like straightforward rom-coms. And for some reason it didn't work as well as like classics like sleepers in seattle and that's the thing i think that's the trap with this genre overall is that the bar is set so damn high that like if you don't give me the 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 feeling or like the the experience of the classics then i'm gonna not like i'm not really gonna be that into it in my opinion so but it wasn't an awful movie. I've seen worse, and I've paid money for them. So, like, I'm not yeah, we, against. We've all seen Fast Five. We've all seen it. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm talking about actually most of the bad movies I've seen in the movie theaters has been with this asshole. So <laughs> that's for another. That's for another day. Um, but yeah, so like, I I enjoyed it. We're looking at you. <laughs> I would say that no, I you know that the bar is set at Charlie's Angels. Um I think that's the same bar. So let me let's just quick ten second loop you in for Chad and Hilda and everyone that's watching that doesn't know the the story. Um when Charlie's Angels was coming out, by the trailer, I called it the that newest, it was gonna be one, the newest one, this is it. The Elizabeth Banks one. I okay. by the trailer I called it that it was gonna be a shit movie. And Neri was like, You're being too negative. You can't just tell by a trailer it's gonna suck. And I'm like, it's gonna suck, it's yeah. absolutely gonna suck a hundred percent. And we go to the movies, um, and we're watching it, and like minute one, I was like, I'm right. And I turned to him and he's like, Give it a chance, you're being or whatever. Half an hour later, he's like, Man, this movie sucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then he's like, do you want to go? And I was like, no, 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 no. We're here. We're going to watch the movie and we're going to see it through. We get in the car after the movie's done. It was like quiet, like, you know, just a random quiet. And he goes, he's like turning the corner and he's like, well, that turned on me really quick. <laughs> and I was like, sure fucking did, didn't it? Um, that's like backfired on me. <laughs> yeah, you backfired on him real quick. So like that's but again, g- going back to this, like I've seen shitty movies. I like some shitty movies, I confess, and I wouldn't call this one a bad movie. It's just like underwhelming, I would say. Like you're like, "Okay, I guess." Like, you know, well, but not really like, "Oh my god." So that's yeah, my issue. I, this, that's my issue with this movie is like there are bad movies, and I don't think this is a bad movie. Sometimes, however, and I feel about this I've said this multiple times. Sometimes some worse than a bad movie is a meh movie. And that's what this is. Sometimes when you have a bad movie, it's because you swung too big and something happened. The CGI didn't come through, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. But you swung big, but the performance wasn't there. Like maybe the story was good, but the acting killed it or vice versa or whatever the hell. And, and that makes a bad movie. But this is not any of that. There's, I can't, I, I don't, I don't think anybody would say that there's bad acting in this movie. I don't think anybody would even say that there's bad writing in this movie. But I will say it's just it's so underwhelming that I'm like, I think this is worse than a bad movie. It's a meh. It's just a fucking meh movie. I will say that whole thing about her getting this guy's book published without his knowledge. I, I like they were making it out to be this like crime of the century. Like, don't tell him. Just do it, girl. You're spontaneous. And the, and the whole time, I'm like, you have a test to study for. What the fuck is happening? Like, I was so confused. I was, oh, whatever. I just thought that whole fucking The fact line. that you of all people would be like, study is a little concerning. That that means you were really out of, out of, out of the moment. First of all, like, I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't completely comprehend that it was a week-long class. Just yeah, apparently, a week. it was, it's there, like a, was there a last bit of, for her degree? Because yeah. there are week-long classes that you need to yeah, just degree. a week long class out of out of community college or whatever college, and or like a I don't course, know, it was like a across, course or something. across the country. Yeah, yeah, across the country, and then and then the, and then when she sits down in class the first day, the first fucking minute in class, which is hilarious. Out of all people, Reese Witherspoon sits down and opens up a notebook. I'm like, did you not learn anything when you went to fucking law school about laptops? <laughs> did you not learn? <laughs> right. That's what I was. Yeah. It is, but that's what I'm talking about too. Where it's like it is kind of bad writing. It's not bad acting, but some of the yeah. things just don't. They just, just they clunky. miss the mark. It's they miss clunky. the mark. Like she says, she says to the girl next to her, you know, or the girl next to her says, you know, all the notes are online, right? And she's that's like, what oh, I was, but I, I, I remember. And then, but then again, yeah. as she walks out of the classroom, she's she's Reese Witherspoon says to the same girl, she goes, "Do you want to meet up and compare notes?" And I'm like. You just went over. She didn't take notes. Like she just told you, she, there's no notes to take. Like and all the notes she, are the she, same. She gave, all the notes gave are the online. Over to stop. She gave yeah. like I'm sorry. Who, like that, that shit was like away. completely oblivious. It, it was yeah. yes, and it was little things like that in the writing that again, not bad acted, but just th- there are all these little things that kept giving me pause, and I'm like, I wanted more for this. I like these actors, right? Again, like I agree with Missy. I think the baggage that they have is age appropriate. We can connect to it. Like I wanted right. more from this. And it just, all those little things kept taking me out of the movie. 
it was just I, I was pulling it, on a mic. I will, I will agree with you. I will agree with you, Hilda, that um, that as far as the writing is concerned, I, the moment I said it's not bad writing, I was like, well, it's not good writing either. Um, uh, yeah, it took me out of it's it. It's not great. She, no, when she said, when she said, um, I felt like, hey, we have a premise, and here's the overall, and we need a reason for them to be to swap houses. We need a reason for them. And then they were just like, uh, she needs to go to school to finish a, a degree, a program. Uh, it's only available for, and it's like a week. It, like, what? That's the reason she's going to be at his house? That's the best they can come up with. And then it's like, and then it, what threw me off was honestly where she goes, oh, the notes are online. I'm like, why isn't this entire fucking course online then? Why can't she do this from her house in L.A.? Right. I don't yeah. understand what the fuck is exactly. happening. I literally said this to my wife out loud. I was like, if the notes are online, why can't she just do this from her house in L.A.? I don't understand why the fuck she needs to physically do Because then the movie would be over. Obviously. Come up with a better fucking reason for her to be out to New York. Like, find a exactly. better reason. Honestly, until, until they started really pushing the like, course thing, I thought she was just going there to hang out with him. Like, because they've been not been able to see each other forever. Yeah, I thought that's right. the initial present, and then they started kicking in the stupid course thing. And I'm just, you know, like, what this you movie just... needed? This movie needed the writers from Emily in Paris to, <laughs> to step in and fix it. I I don't I haven't seen the show, so I can, I don't know if that's a joke or not. So I, I don't know. I like that show. I don't, know I don't know. I've never seen I've never seen the show. It's the same writers but, from Sex in the City. I should have gone with something we all. Oh, know, Sex in the City, yeah. But I just felt like I was just like. Why didn't you have it just like she needed? She was having a convention for her job, and the convention wasn't in New York. Yeah, that's it. That's all you fucking needed. You didn't need the whole school aspect and your whole school angle. Like, what is that? Whatever, bro. It just really, I don't know. When I'm thinking about this, instead of fucking, when I'm talking about this, instead of talking about whether or not the movie was good or not, there's an issue. Like that. That's the problem. I think it's like, all right, this is very underwhelming. Let's go through the reviews. Um, what as far as the ratings, what you guys would rate? Um, the um, I'll try to get the Rotten Tomato scores over here. So, what what you guys would rate the the? So, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes has this at thirty two percent. Critics, is that critics oh. or is that? Um, uh, I don't know. I so Rotten Tomatoes has it at thirty percent for the critics. 38% oh. for the audience score. Okay. So, so it, guess, it has changed since I made my notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm guessing not in a, not in the upward trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so when maybe we do the ratings, it, maybe the 33 is a, is a between the two of them. It would be, it still would be 34. Anyways. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the medium. It's the median. Yeah. It's the median. 30% uh, critics, score. 38% audience score. Yeah. Oof. Brutal. Brutal. What would be your score, Hilda? And what would be your rating? And what would be your rating system? Okay, so I'm going to go two out of five, no nut, nut butters. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really proud of myself for for saying that with a straight face. (laughs) Now I can't keep it together because of Missy, but. (laughs) Sorry. Two out of five, no nut, nut butters. <laughs> that was really good. That's like me trying to keep a straight face when I order my super complicated Starbucks order every morning in the morning. I'm like, can I have a venti grande? You know what? That thing right there. <laughs> okay. All right, Missy. What would be your rating and your? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't prepared for this part, so I'm gonna go with. 
Um, wait, wait, hold on, Hilda. You said two out of five. Is that what you said? Yeah. Two out of five. Yeah. Two out of five. No, right. Two out of five. What? So. <laughs> two out of five. Damn it. Um. Two out of five. Okay. I would give I it. Know, shouting stuff. Out of. Out of. Does it have to be five, or it can get pick whatever number? No, it's five. The rating is one through five. Is what would you give it in the rating? Okay, I, I was asking. I don't. I have, I've never been here before. Sorry, it's my first day of school. Um, <laughs> I would Everything give done it. Online. Everything is done online, by the way. Oh no! All I the take notes. notes by hand. All the notes are all the previous episode no, notes are online. I take notes. Um, I would give it two out of five hockey sticks. <laughs> Actually, wait, I take it back. Two out of five hematomas. I will give it two out of five hematomas. (laughs) You took my thing. Shit, sorry. Two out of five. All right, Chad. Um, Hold on. Now that Missy stole my thunder. I have Um, been ruining life since 1983, bud. I'm sorry. Let's see. I set the bar pretty high. No, not not butter. No, 100%. I'll I'll put. Three out of five one night stands. Three out of five one night stands. Okay. Uh, I would go with um, man. I was gonna go with the hematoma. Yeah, I was gonna go down too. Um, I would go with uh, I, I would go with one and a half out of five uh, unsupervised a hockey game. Um, that's what I would go with. One of the five, yeah, that's a fucking because that that lady's parents like, oh, you you took my son to a hockey game. He was in a VIP box, but I, I had no idea who you were. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, weird. those kids were shitty for like. He ah. took the kid to get a fucking uh, like concussion for you to be like, maybe we should be nice to him now. Fuck apparently, off. one of the, apparently one of them was a best friend. Yeah, and, and he just decided that I would have already been like, I'm done with. This. Well. <laughs> He needs better friends. Yeah, Ashley yeah. Kutcher is like a not a, again. He's not a parent, but that's a really bad advice he's giving. Like, hey, you want to win this guy back? What? Yeah. He well, did, he, he confesses. He's like he was trying to approach it like a marketing thing, and it's yeah. like people. It's not yeah. a corporation. Yeah. So he's uh, doing yeah. what he knows. He's doing yeah. what he knows. He right? He, he tried. He said he screwed it up. He said yeah. one and a half. A one and a half out of five. Uh, unnecessary neighbors. Boy, that character was <laughs> Yeah, he was also yeah. Is it like, so if they random. wanted him for a comedic relief, they could have worked on that a little bit more. And and creepy. Was, apparently he's playing a long game of uh some sort. Even but, after they end up together, like Yeah. But wait, here's my thing though. It was still on un, un, oh, still <laughs> unsure. Did they actually hook up? Because he said that they were fuck buddies. Yeah, they said he did yeah. claim they were fuck buddies. Um but yeah, yeah, but they never did. Because then, because then he looked at him and he was like, "What?" And he was like, "Well, like he's like, if I buy my time, like he kind of retracted and was like, no, but he did like say at the end hoping. of it. He did say at the end of it. It's like, yeah, I can't, she's not going to be, she's not my girlfriend now. But you know, I'll take friends with benefits. Yeah, so that's, that's, oh, that's, uh, right. that's right. It's very so confusing. That's, we that like, sounds like she she occasionally dives at him. Yeah, but also like friends with benefits. Uh, you guys, I I took it like a a a, a funny reference to Mila Kunis's movie. I mean, well, that yeah. could one hundred percent be what it was, I, but, we, it, we, but it, a friends with benefits has way. a specific meaning. I took it the same way, but it also has a specific meaning in what he was talking about. And I thought it'd be here's what I thought. I go, oh, that's a good reference to his his wife's movie. But then I was like, wouldn't it have been 
funnier if he would have said no strings attached because he was actually in that movie and it would meant the same thing. You know what? I'm with you on this one. Writing, bad writing. Fuck this. Writing. writing. You're right. Again, what you're saying, the ingredients were there, right? The actors were there. The talent was there. You just verified it. I know. But, I mean, come on. Steve's on, like, hit song, you know? Uh, (laughs) What is it? Safe travels. I hope you make it. (laughs) I mean, that's going to stick with you. I guess my response to that would be like, good uh, afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. It did. Good afternoon. I, I will say this. I will say this. It did make me want to go and kind of dig out like old Cars albums. Uh, the band, the Cars. The Notary like, Online, Hilda. Just listen to Apple Music. <laughs> you know what? You want to laugh? That's not that fun. You, you want to laugh? I'm not, a, I'm not a classic rock guy. So when they were talking with... Every time a song and we, we watch it with captions and it says blah 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 by the cars, I go, Oh, this is a song by the cars. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> yep. That, I was not far off. I didn't really know that either. So I was like, Oh, this is I, li- oh, this I, is I like a little bit of everything, uh taste wise. So Well, I, I like a lot of like, things. Oh. I just know more about a lot of things. So like I ha- I had heard the songs, but I was like, Oh, I didn't know this is one of their songs. Okay, that's cool. Um all right, so that's the that's it for uh for your place or mine, uh, Act Two uh, is a Sleeping with the Enemy, 1991's Sleeping with the Enemy. Official film uh, synopsis is um, after t- after faking her death. Wow, spoiler alert off the top, huh? After faking her death in order to flee from her violent husband Martin, Laura Burney leaves Cape Cod to and moves to Iowa, where she adopts a new identity and starts dating a local theater. Uh, ben, uh, local theater teacher Ben Woodward. Uh, Martin, meanwhile, unearths evidence suggesting that she isn't dead, and when her mother confirms this, he tracks her to Iowa. He finds Laura and Ben and confronts them, forcing her to fight for her life once again. Julie Roberts in Sleeping with the Enemy. Bum, bum, bum. Hilda? Reactions? This movie... I hadn't seen it in a really long time and it's still just as good as when I first saw it. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a heavy topic, you know, when you're talking about Is it? domestic, oh, okay. abu- domestic abuse. Yeah. Domestic, <laughs> you know, we're going to go from a rom-com to like a movie based on domestic abuse. So it's a really heavy topic. I had not seen this movie in a long time, um, but it still held up for me. I, I enjoyed it watching it again, just as much as I, had you know in years past um yeah that's initial reaction okay. to re-watching it all right i know we'll, uh, we'll dive in more <laughs> we'll dive in more um missy your thoughts um i did not re-watch it because i've seen it enough times that i can talk about it off the top of my head um i've always loved this movie i think the all of everything about this movie is I always connected with it now. It's a little bit tougher for me to watch it now. But um if it was on in like the cable days, if it was on TBS or TNT, like I would watch it. Same thing with things yeah. like movies, not the same genre, but like Twister stuff. Like if it's on, I'm watching it. Um, but yeah, Julia this is with Julia Roberts, like I think right after pretty woman so she had just like shot off in her 
and her stardom. And um, and I, I I love everything about the movie, the contrast and everything. And I'm sure we'll dive in, but it holds up. I know it holds up. Like that's, I I, I would yeah, I can say that confidently without rewatching it recently. So I I like this movie a lot. Chadwick, uh, I've loved this movie since I was probably way too young to watch it. It's <laughs> one of my Mima's favorite movies. Um, yeah. So when it came out, what was that? Ninety one. I was eleven. Man, the and women she, in your family, Chad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, last two episodes, the women in your family just have a certain particular taste, man. Oh, uh, and I wonder why I turned out the way I did. Um, but the uh, yeah, she she loved it. I watched the hell out of this with her, and I've watched it many times since. And I watched it again for this. Yeah, man, it, it there's rarely uh, a time. Yeah, obviously it's domestic abuse, but it's like. The creepiness factor of that guy is so off the chart, um, and he—I don't think he ever blinks it, the whole movie. No, <laughs> right? And he, uh, and I could see like a, one of those things that I've always—you know—it's easy to say, "Oh, just leave," you know, your your abusive spouse or your abusive partner or, or whatever. But if the other person is like this, I can see why people don't. You know. Because like he's so, so honestly, sometimes it doesn't even have to be this extreme. It's just that right. a lot of times it's so psychologically abusive that right. psychologically it, it's hard to leave, right? Yeah, um, and there's, yeah, I know there's a ton of other factors that go into it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this guy is like the personification of oh the the terrifying spouse um, in my yeah mind. Yeah, he's terrifying in this. Yeah, he uh, this movie. I saw this movie. Um, Ironically, I saw this movie uh, maybe two months ago, um, and just randomly again. Uh, <laughs> I like to go through my. I have a pretty extensive um, uh, movie library, digitally a digital movie library, and I just like to go randomly by alphabetical order. Like, oh, I, let's watch a movie that I haven't seen in X amount of years, and I'll just start randomly. Like, oh, today's A, and tomorrow's B. So, I, about a month ago. I'll, Maybe maybe two months ago. I don't even think it was two months ago. It was definitely twenty twenty three. I saw Sleeping with the Enemy. I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in twenty years, thirty years, and I watched it. And Jesus, it's so fucking good. It is so good. It's such a good movie. Um, it definitely is a, a product of its time. It's definitely a nineties movie. It's definitely a nineties yeah. thriller. It has that shot that feel. A uh, couple things I will say about this um, that stick with me is. For thirty plus years, the what the there's some shots in some movies that you just remember, right? And I think an easy one to to talk about is like uh, Endgame, right? Like with the portals open up, you just go, oh, like it's one of those shots that stays stays with you, whatever. Too soon. Uh, And (laughs) and then, um, but I remember watching this movie as a child again i was born in 81 this movie came out in 91 i was maybe 11 years old when i finally saw this movie and i saw it multiple times as a child and i distinctly recall and will always not remember the shot when he he, he's on speakerphone her husband's on speakerphone and the lady goes yeah she was in uh you know she had all those bruises on her and the realization of like oh my god that is my wife because i put those bruises on her and the way the camera spins around him, yeah. I, I, that shot has just stayed with me for 30 plus fucking years where I'm just like, man, 
what a fucking shot, man. And I just, uh, it gives me chills, like, fucking all over my spine when you go, <gasps> he knows. Because the whole time you're thinking, like, don't, no, don't find out. Don't find out. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and man. In, in that moment, in that moment, too, you're almost thinking, is it that or is it? And I always took it as she's talking to somebody about home. And it's that, like that she's alive and she's like, she's people know, right? People know. Or people yeah. suspect. And that's that whirlwind where he's like, his gears are turning and where he thinks he has, because it's all about control, right? It's like, yeah. I control the situation. I control what people see or what people know goes on in my house. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? That you must be mistaken. You know, like, oh, she's taking classes yeah. at, the, at the Y. It's like. Can't be my wife, you know. Be my wife. It's that. Emotion. It's that. That spin yeah. is like that loss of control. That reality yeah. that's hitting him. Uh, that he's yeah. just like, for me, and still, still scary. The towards the end, those scenes where you know, all of a sudden, the bath towels are straight. Uh huh. And she's oh, like, God. did I did I straighten the towels today? You know, or did I do it subconsciously? And then. And then she finally gets to the kitchen cabinet and, oh, okay, no, it's still, it's still in disarray. But then like two minutes later, they're straight and you're like, oh, fuck, he's in the house, you know? And that is, that's like, it's terrifying. You don't see him. There's no, you don't see a knife. You don't see a gun. Like you think about other scary movies. It's this simple little thing of the pantry. Like everything has been straightened out and it's such a great tension builder. I was going to say that's even more terrifying that he took the time to fuck yes. with their head that much to just yes. straighten out a bunch of cans, but he knew it would fuck with her head. So well, it, it's a way that he can you know rein back in that control. It's going to put her okay. back mentally. It's going to put her back mentally when she was under his control. I just then, felt bad for anybody suffering from OCD watching this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, am I in, a, in an abusive relationship with myself? Like, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> I am too. Don't worry. I think that um, what I really so I don't like scary movies, um, but I really like psychological like thrillers or uh, yeah, scary mo- like I guess you would call them scary movies. But what I really enjoy about this movie is that they were really intentional about using the the settings to kind of put you in that like people think of the beach and you're like oh warm sun fun whatever and that's not how it's portrayed here it's like cold and rigid and like windy and 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 isolated because they don't have you're not they're not around a community and then that shift Neri, to your point, that shot that you're talking about, for me, the most memorable shift for like, like cinematography of, of this movie is when the bus pulls into the town for the first time and you kind of get a wide, a wide span of the town square. And like, it's a lot more homier, a lot more comfortable. Like, as a, as a viewer, you, you kind of get to relax a little bit, like, oh, safe, like she's safe, you know? Um, but, the 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 nuances i think of the abuse when she hasn't left him yet um are so eerie because they're because if you if you told the story if you told the story in any scenario and you explained that that's like we got in a fight and he stormed out 
right? Like you say that story and then you think like, oh, couples fight, like this stormed out. But like, that's exactly what happened, but it didn't because it was like intense and he knocked the shit out of her. And then he came back and acted like everything was normal. We, we don't discuss, we don't address, we move forward and like very, um, strategic, very, um, like there's like a methodology to how things like the ecosystem in that house is going to work. And I think that that tension of like, walking on eggshells because even though you know exactly what will set the situation to go sideways um you still don't know like it could be nothing it could be like you could have a nothing conversation with a neighbor and then like he he's gonna find out about it and there's no way for him to find out but he does and like so i think the other interesting thing for me to watch also is when she starts dating um it's ben right Yes. His name's Ben. Um, when she starts dating Ben, and With he's the most gorgeous '90s hair, hair, just yeah. luxurious. Yes, this, the Uncle Jesse on him is just fucking. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's impeccable. But when you see the transition of her, like, like that push and pull of her wanting to like lean into this safe situation in a relationship, but she cannot bring herself to like cross the barrier and let like like let her guard down essentially is i think also really great like captured really great because um that's like a real thing and then it's from again from an outsider's perspective like you would be like oh but you left him and like you need to move on and like that's another chapter and like that's super easy to say but when you're who the fuck is saying that like i don't think is anybody saying but if you don't because if you don't know or grasp or believe the the situation that that she's in yeah then you wouldn't think like oh my god like and you know that's it it was a bad marriage but you're not there anymore like move on from an outsider perspective it's really easy to be like hey like you know just move on and then like the internal psyche of that whole moving on from a really traumatic situation this movie i think does a really great thing and it's so good at it that um i can't watch it again like there are certain movies that i've watched once and i'll never watch again and even though this movie I used to, <laughs> even though this movie was like a regular on my rotation, if like it was on cable, like I don't go out of my way to watch it on a Saturday night, but like if it, the cable days, it was, it was on, I would have it on. Um, I don't think I would be like, this is not a date night movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little bit. It's too intense for that. You know, so, you know what's weird? But, you know what's weird? So it's not a date night movie. And if you're a dude and you're watching this movie by yourself, it's even fucking creepier <laughs> that you're watching this movie by yourself. <laughs> you're watching a fucking playbook? What do you want? Why are you? Are you taking yeah. notes from yeah. Ben or from the abuser? That's, yeah. a, that's a tell. That's a tell. If you're a man, you can't watch this movie on a date night because that's creepy as shit. And you can't. That's awkward. Let me rephrase that. That's awkward. And if you take and if you watch this movie by yourself, now you're just creepy, dude. It's like there's no like it's a weird balance of. But absolutely, I, I, you know, a shout out to the homie for being a, a trailblazer in the uh, in the gaslighting game. Uh, this is uh, he was gaslighting before gaslighting uh, was a term. Like this motherfucker is like, it's your fault. You didn't fucking put the towels a line so yeah. this ass beating is your you know it's your fault right and it's just like well i'm like that's crazy 
fucking like it's bonkers. Uh, I will say, cinematically, great. It, it led for a great like the OCD and the the cans thing led for a great scene at the end where she knew he was in the house because mm-hmm. he fucking just flipped, like that again like to Hilda's point there was no gun there was I mean there was a gun later on but at that moment the biggest fear it wasn't a jump scare it was holy fuck he's like in the, the realization the yeah. realization that he's in the house because of the fucking cans it's like ah. Uh. I'm but surprised you even buying cans. I would have just stopped buying cans altogether. I'm like, fuck a can. I don't give a fuck about cans anymore. <laughs> that's what that's Honestly, what makes that's what makes it so terrifying. That's what makes it so terrifying though, right? Because as as like, yeah, we're like kind of joking about it, right? But realistically, like that's the kind of stuff that happens in these super abusive relationships. These things that yeah. seem so minor and so like that doesn't seem like a big deal. But when when you're when you're trapped in one of those environments, that's like those brutal, little man. little things, it's and and it's and that's what makes it so terrifying, right? Because it isn't some like random sci-fi axe thing. That's like it's, it's, like, it's it's not like an axe wielding psycho. In the yeah, world. but it's, it's, it's yeah. like it's it's the monster that could literally be the CEO or literally be your yeah. next door neighbor. It's literally or your monster, spouse. Yeah. A, mon- yeah, a a monster among us. And to clarify, just because I want to, you know, I feel that it's necessary to hold this point. Um, we're making jokes of it because this is a comedy podcast. I, I am by no means, and I'm right, speaking right. to myself here, uh, I am by no means trying to make light of spousal abuse or like domestic violence. I'm making light of the movie uh, for the movie part for the comedy podcast sake of it. Right. But by no means, this is like terrifying shit. Like, I, I, I remember I watched it a month and a half ago and I was like, holy fuck, this, I'm a grown, grown ass man. And I'm like, oh my god, don't fucking go in there, girl. Like I'm scared as fuck yeah. for her. Like I'm it's just, still like, creepy. <laughs> like I think it's really, and it's still creepy. I think it's at at the this choice for Julia Roberts in role when she had just come off the Pretty Woman. Like, um, yeah, it's a hell of a turn. Yeah, and I really like commend that. I mean, I, one day when I meet her and we have coffee, I will let her know. But oh, like, right. um. I just, I really commend the fact that she could have very easily, like, just continued to go after, like, Mystic Pizza and Steel Magnolia and Pretty Woman. Like, those were her, the trifecta before she, um, starred in this movie. I wonder, to, I'm not, I don't were mean the, to cut you off. I wonder, I wonder they, I wonder if she filmed this before, um, Pretty Woman was released. Cause I know it came out after Pretty yeah. Woman. Yeah. Maybe she- it was like so- one of those years that she did like two or three movies, like in a year or whatever. Cause I think it's like right. what, 60, 90 days to, to film a, a movie. So, but it was mm-hmm. off. Well, when it was released, it was off the cuff of the. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It was, it was definitely released after Pretty Woman because Pretty Woman was 1990 and this was 91. Yeah. I, I'm always wondering because post production is like, uh, it's one of those things where sometimes a movie takes forever to put out and whatever. Yeah. She could have made it before. Yeah, I, right. I I wonder if she filmed it at, before, or I wonder if she was filming it before the release of Pretty Woman. Is what I wonder. I wonder how. I'll ask her. Let me text her. Hold on. <laughs> hey, you got her number? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I got. You I know, got her the, WhatsApp. At the time, at the time what? though, um, Julia Roberts was... does not use WhatsApp. <laughs> what? 
Of course she does. Chad said I got Chad, her WhatsApp. Chad goes, I have her WhatsApp. I'm like, Julian Roberts does not use WhatsApp. She might yeah. pay. Takes a shit like everybody else. No. Yeah. Oh my god. I gotta be I think I'm uh She doesn't have family in South America. She does not <laughs> use WhatsApp. Hey, you don't know that. She might. Yeah. She might. Hey, I don't have family in South America. I but she was um <laughs> When I was looking up, when I was looking up stuff, this though, to your point, Missy, um, you know, she was the at that time she was the youngest actress to earn a seven figure salary for this role, which was uh-huh. a really big She's deal. She's a baddie, and yeah, yeah, she is totally a baddie, baddie. And not only that, but this other this other fun tidbit that I learned, um, it was the first weekend box office with the highest ever gross for a film starring a woman as the lead yeah. was yeah, they made movie. it for something like 15 million and it grossed something like 175 i think the wikipedia page told me so like yeah she pulls it a in the white lady amount. pulled it in um and she but, knocked uh she, she knocked home alone out of the dominating spot <gasps> with this good for her this movie knocked home alone out of from dominating the box office in theaters at the time again at the time it made a couple dollars yeah. Uh, it made a couple well, it's of, one of the it's, it's one of the reasons why they keep making horror movies of any stripe, right? It doesn't matter if they're good or bad because it takes so little. Like, what was the, the set cost of this movie? I don't know. 15 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 19 million. The budget was 19 million, and the box That's office saying, was 125. They, they could do it for almost pennies and yet make a bajillion dollars if they did it right. And you know what? One wrong decision i think for this movie and it would have been really easy for it to be like a tv movie for those of us that remember those back in the day like if they would have made one cheesy like um decision then it could have definitely but this is like a movie that you definitely like pay money to see if i'm like in 1991 this this, i will say i was watching it last month and i did feel as if like oh this is a 90s movie like this is a 90 like it had some of that still feeling-esque of tv movie-ish except that it had julia roberts in it like it you know what i mean it has like but i i'm not, and i don't mean that in a negative way i mean that in a this is just like a you know yeah I mean? like that was a win yeah that, yeah. that was like a yeah. 90 it felt like an early 90s movie like it was there's some movies that that age better than others and as far as the cinematography like you watch an early you watch the first season of the sopranos the sopranos yeah. happen thousands and you watch the first season and you're like oh there's a lot of mtv cinematography vibe here there's a lot of like really like you know oh look at us doing these weird things with these cameras and we're, and we're adding all these filters and you're like oh you guys just discovered filters okay i get it <laughs> um, but uh so anyways Moving on. All right. So the movie, we I think we all agree the movie was great. However, <laughs> critics do not agree. <gasps> really? Rotten Tomatoes. What would you guess if you had to guess? Hey, Hilda, if you already looked it up, don't don't guess. But if you had, to uh, guess yeah, I'm not going to say anything because I know. <laughs> if you if you had to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes would be on this movie, it what better would, uh, it better be higher than Sister Act Two. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'd say like seventy percent because critics suck. Critics, seventy percent critics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Missy, what would you I'm think? I'm going to lowball it and say like 55. Okay. Well, I already tipped my hand because I said critics didn't agree. So I already tipped my hand. So 70 was way off on that one. Yeah. But I will say 55 also way off. Uh, uh, yeah. Critics wow. gave this a 22% around. It's so full of shit. 22. I hate critics. 
But here's the thing, though. Here's the shit that bothers me the most, right? Because 22% is awful. It's low. And I it's wish I was a, a critic. I could and do it's that not job. as low. And by the way, not as low as your place <laughs> or mine. First of all. Second of all. <laughs> yeah. And this movie is 10 times better than your place. Yeah. Or mine. yeah. And, and here's the part that bothers me the most, though. The audience score, 60. Wow. What do people in the 90s know anyway? <laughs> Shut up, 90s. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> it should be higher than 60, right? It should be higher than 60. It's but 60. So this, uh, that is the that's rating. bonkers. Bonkers. I'm, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, which movie would you are you likely to watch again? Between these two, and I might oh, watch Sleeping with the Enemy. Uh, I, would, I would absolutely watch Sleeping with the Enemy. Yeah, yeah this, this this one I would watch a million times more than it would be like a hundred to one, thousand to one. Before. And you yeah. know, I really thought that going into I don't know how much how long we go, but I really thought going into this movie that I was gonna have Nary knows this. I have this. Your mind. You mean your place? Your, sorry, yeah, your place or mine. Going into this movie, and Neri knows this because he's seen it in real time. Where I get, I get like irrationally angry at cute moments in the movie. In movies, <laughs> it can happen in any movie. Like to the fair, last. To be fair, she gets irrationally angry at cute moments in real life as well. Like it doesn't. <laughs> I they just feel unnatural. But like yeah. for instance, like guy, I've seen it where a guy's literally nice to Missy, and she goes, "What the fuck did this guy want?" <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I did thank you for coming. I don't want to say no. for your purchase. No, I, I know his tricks. I'm on to him. Um what is it that take that, a breath, that, girl? Take a breath. T- Taylor Tomlin Thompson says, um uh Oh, is this your get ga- is this your thing? Is this oh, your thing? I'm not gonna yeah, fall. Yeah, oh, I'm not gonna fall for your choreography. Um <laughs> and I didn't have any I went into this, I was actually dreading this movie for that exact moment that I was like, oh god. I'm going to have like that that cringe thing where I don't want to watch because it's cute and it's going to make me rush. That didn't happen once. Yeah. I was more pissed at the last 45 minutes of Casino Royale <laughs> than I was at anything in this movie because I, I was like watching Casino Royale and I'm like, when the fuck did this movie turn into romantic comedy? Where's my murder? <laughs> I want my murder. That I, was a visceral reaction. <laughs> I, ironically enough, I was thinking the same thing watching your place or mine. <laughs> Give me a murder, please. Can it now the zombie's going to come out and like... <laughs> I just... I was like, brutal. Um, well, so in, I, I saw Cabin in the Woods last night and uh, Theo, again, Jesse something he said, right? Jesse uh, Williams. Jesse Williams, he gets brutally murdered in that movie. So I'm like, I was yeah, loving... That could have been a hell of a, uh, of a, a twitch. All of a sudden, like a, a knife just comes out of his Dream. throat and freaking... Dreamy blue eyes. Dreamy blue eyes. I like. He's like inappropriately dreamy. Like I know. I would file a complaint. When he first came on the screen, I was looking at my phone and I glanced up and then I went back to my phone and for like a split second I was like, Is that Brian Austin Green? And I look back up and then I look back up, I go, No, 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 that's not Brian you know. I've been, I've been, I've been lately just rewatching Grey's Anatomy just to stare at him for like oh. seasons at a time. <laughs> I didn't know he was on that show. I was just gonna start watching on mute and just be like, "Go ahead, man, do whatever you gotta do." Yeah, do, <laughs> do you, you do you, boo, you do you, you man. Do you. I got you. You save um, that patient. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking save him or don't save him. I don't care. It'd be nice to you know just see you. Go ahead. Drop um, the scalpel. <laughs> Uh, Hilda, what would you give this rate? What's your rating system, and what would you rate Sleeping with the Enemy? 
I love this movie. I'm going to go four out of five straight in bath towels. <sighs> that was going to be mine too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Missy, what do you got? I will give it five out of five apple pies. Mm, stolen. Oh. Uh, Men with stolen fruit. I got you. Um, they came to an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> he made her food and then, you know, it was an even trade. Right. They do this shit at that festival all the time. Right, of course. <laughs> Not that festival. You know, that one. That oh, one. I can't think of it. It's going to come back to me when we're offline. Uh, Chad, rating? Uh, five out of five. I'm going to go straight in cans. Strain cats. All right, you guys taking all the big hitters here. All right, um, I will go first. But as you yeah, I I was gonna go with towel, and then I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go with hands. I guess. Uh, I will go with four and a half out of five. Uh, broken light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Four and a half out of five broken light bulbs. Because that's what gave her away, man. If she would have cleaned her fucking light bulbs. Yep. Would have been no no fucking none the wiser. Not only that, but the the ring, she failed. Oh yeah! Who oh yeah, the ring in the toilet. Yeah, in her, in her own toilet. You flush it. You fucking. Oh god! That's. Uh, <laughs> but I Throw get, it in the ocean. But again, you don't do that. You don't have a movie, so you kind of need that, right? <laughs> oh, I guess. All right. Yeah, I would have so, thrown it in the ocean. That was stupid. So, um, we all. Uh, I think it's unanimous. We all really like sleeping with the enemy. Which is a lot of podcasts, and then we <laughs> care for your place or mine. Which is hilarious. I put it on now. I might have you seen my background and what we've already talked about? My taste. Yeah, I I just, but I'm a rom com guy. Like, I love rom coms. And even I was like, oh, boy, this is fucking rough over here. Um, <laughs> I need Jaro. to cleanse my palate with some trauma refreshers. So I'm just going to watch sleeping. Go watch Sword in the Stone. It always helps me when I need a trauma replacement. Uh, just go throw on a couple a couple random episodes like season eight of Grey's Anatomy. Just stare at oh, it. There you go. Oh, I don't watch that. I don't. I want to go watch a good. I want to go watch a good uh, a good uh, rom com. Which, by the way, not to tip my hand too much, but we we should probably review at some point. Uh, you people, Netflix original. You yeah, people. I still want to see that. Yeah, we had talked yeah. about that. So we have talked about that. Yeah, uh, I still want to see that. So that looks good. Right. So. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Check out the other podcasts on the Geek Bird Network that include, but are not limited to, better let me tell you, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez, Shiver, the Harvard Movie Podcast, uh, the What's Up Bro Podcast. Uh, what else are we missing here? Pharmacopia uh, okay. with Jeff and Q. Uh, uh, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, that was the first one I mentioned. Oh, my bad. Sorry. And then Kickflix. Uh, go to, kick go to net. Check out the other podcast. That's geekbro.net. <laughs> Uh, and thank you very much to Hilda and special guest Missy and Chad. Appreciate you all. Thank you very much. Would love to guys have you guys on. Would I love to have Missy back on to oh, yeah. do an actual good um, uh, <laughs> romantic comedy? Uh, that she she. This is Missy's forte, by the way. <laughs> FYI, like we have a we share a family. The family share the Apple family share. And if ever there's a rom-com, before <laughs> I go through the 2,000 movies that I own, I was like, I'm just going to go through Missy's. It's just quicker that way. And then, <laughs> I am who I am. 
And that's and that's awesome. That's perfect. That's well, perfect. you've gotten in trouble a couple of times because I think what was the movie that you were like, oh, Missy has this. Let me just check, and then you ended up buying it because I didn't oh, own it. There's been a there's been a few of them, but the most recent what was the most recent? But there are times where so if for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, if you are if you are on a family share on the Apple Family Share program, if you buy a movie that somebody else in the family share owns, it won't let you buy it. Tell, like you'll go through the process of buying it, and at the very end, the last step. You even put purchase and you double click and you purchase and then it'll say a family member already owns it. Do you want to go download it from their profile? It won't l- allow you to purchase oh. it. Um, so it's a weird choice for Apple. I'm actually surprised they, they don't want you to buy it. Yes. So so, uh, so there's been a couple times where it's bit like because <laughs> I never want to take the time to start looking through like people's list especially when i'm on my phone especially if i'm in the middle of the ocean like the wi-fi isn't the greatest so i'll just be like i'll purchase it and i'll tell me that somebody else already owns it and then i'll just go watch it there like a shortcut and the latest one was the family stone i'm like I'm <laughs> the family stone and apple